welcome back to Digital Shop Talk, the podcast. Uh, it's been a minute since uh, my co-host Alex Porter has been on the podcast. I'm your other co-host, Josh Allen at Location 3. The last few episodes, we pivoted and really focused on a couple of key influencers and industry experts in franchising. Uh, wanted to get back today and really talk about um, state of the state in kind of franchise marketing, the economics around franchising, some digital media trends that we're seeing, and really honestly kind of reflect on the fact that we are closing out the first quarter of 2022. Hard to believe. Mr. Porter, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Josh. Good to be back on. How are you? Good, good. Uh, I'm ready for spring. I know you're working on your golf game. I'm working on my golf game. But alas, we're not here to talk about golf. We'll save that for another podcast, maybe in, in the future here. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Hard to believe, like I said, we're, we're closing out Q1. Um, you know, when I reflect back, I think one of the things I wanted to quickly touch on today is, you know, we, I think both felt, it felt really good to be back at the International Franchise Association annual convention about a month ago at the end of February for the first time in two years. Um, you know, as we noted on our blog and in some other areas that it, it just, the in-person experience is really hard to replicate. Um, but today I wanted to focus more specifically on some of the trends that we're seeing when it comes to economics and franchising. Uh, the IFA put out their annual economic report right before the convention, always serves as kind of a good gut check to what's going on in the world of franchising. Um, the takeaway is, is growth is projected for 2022 coming out of the pandemic. What are your thoughts kind of around growth, around the conversations you had while at IFA, and where you see, see things going, I think, it just generally speaking, in 2022. Yeah, well, first of all, super amazing uh, to be in person at the IFA out in San Diego. That It was the, my first event um, since all of this started happening. And, you know, the franchise space, uh, I think it really depended on the vertical. Um, COVID obviously hit some, some verticals really, really hard, travel and hospitality, um, and others did really, really well. So if you look at their economic outlook, um, some of those, those ones that were hit hard are probably going to experience the biggest bounce back. But one of the things that we're hearing from every single franchise person that we spoke to at the IFA is that um, opportunity abounds. People are interested in franchising. They want to be their own boss. They, they have that entrepreneurial spirit, but want that help that the franchise organization provides them. I mean, I think you can agree every single person we talked to, the very first thing they wanted to talk about was franchise development, which, yep. you know, exactly. is getting more sales, more franchises sold. Um, and if that's the top of everyone's mind, that's a good indication that, that there's growth. So it's definitely a leading indicator that that was the buzz. Um, and, and it's great to see. I mean, it's great to see. I think there's, there's, some, there's some stuff going on kind of from a policy standpoint in the government that um, might be detrimental to the franchise model as a whole uh, that people are certainly looking out for. And the IFA is, is very much saying um, this position is, is the wrong person for this position. Um, I don't get too much involved in the political side of the IFA, but that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yep. 
Totally. The, the friend dev piece in particular, right? Uh, agreed. That's top of everyone's mind. We've had some conversations with folks um, in franchising on a few past episodes recently and with kind of the great resignation continuing to evolve. I think another 4 million-ish Americans left their current jobs in February alone. There's kind of this continued focus on career change and franchising seems poised to capitalize on that. Uh, and the, the economic report from the IFA backs it up you know, saying that there's a, a forecasted growth of about 17,000 plus new units. So it'll be interesting, or uh, new units in 2022 to be added, I should say. Um, it'll be interesting to see how franchisors that are projecting growth for their own respective brands kind of compete for those would-be entrepreneurs and, and new franchisees. So I agree with you. I think that's going to continue to be a big focus um, in franchising as well. The one question I also wanted to ask you coming out of IFA was, you know, your thoughts based on conversations you had around the role that technology plays um, at the franchisor level, at the franchisee level. I think there are some, there's some nuance depending on the type of business model you're in or the brand, you know, the legacy brand versus emerging. Uh, what conversations resonated with you around technology specifically while at the convention? You know, there's definitely a few buzzwords that are going on in the marketing industry as a whole. Um, CDP being kind of the biggest one that that people are talking about, but I don't think is really well understood in the franchising world. Um, the franchising world, you know, is a little bit more complicated because unless every single person is using the same operating system or the same everything, you're going to have some real issues with your customer database lists and management and um so that's an area that I think will continue to be a focus on. Um, heard a lot of people, I hosted a roundtable about the metaverse, a lot of people unclear about what this means to the franchise world. Um, there's a lot of talk on that roundtable of, okay, um, I'm Baskin Robbins. I want to have a, a, a location in the metaverse and you can come visit me and you know, you could even maybe order for pickup at a, a location close by, but in franchising, what does that mean? Does rent, do you still have geographic limitations in the metaverse? Um, that's another one that's just kind of a big unknown, I think, of what I just read uh, recently that, that Wendy's is, is in the metaverse and is partnering with some gaming companies. So people are doing it. So I would think kind of the consumer data um, and then what is this Web3 Mm -hmm. um, and how does it relate to franchising um, are kind of two forward-looking technologies. Um, but then in terms of things that are actually happening right now, I, a lot of it is just around ease of use. How do we get technology into franchisees' hands? That is very simple, right? We can, they can click a couple buttons and they can do digital marketing and they can understand what they're doing. Um, so very kind of very big picture projects um, mm -hmm. and then some very tangible tactical technologies that are, are continuing to evolve and, and more and more use is coming out of them. So let's talk about the growth piece, right? Because while there's a lot of projected growth, both in a unit perspective and just economic perspective in terms of output, things are getting more expensive. Inflation continues to kind of roll along here, you know, there's signs that we may be in a bit of an economic recession, you know, for a good portion of 2022. So if you're a franchisee and, and a franchisor, running your business, marketing your business, growing your customer base, inherently is getting more expensive. Mm -hmm. um, that said, you know, as we know, 
digital and media is a good way if managed effectively to be uh, a driver of growth um, efficiently. So when we look at kind of user trends, where users are as those users get essentially more expensive to acquire in, in many ways, um, depending on overall ad spend budgets, what, where do you think as we roll along here um, from a channel perspective, from a platform perspective, um, where, where do we see users spending time and where can franchisors and franchisees capitalize? Yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of talk a couple months ago with Facebook switching to Meta and they were having some issues with the Apple and the cookie list and can you track? Um, and a lot of advertisers have grown frustrated with the Facebook platform because of some of those challenges. But I'm here to tell you that it's still the number one channel uh, that people spend time on. Um, if you look at, and we could maybe drop some links to um, some research here or some blogs about it, but uh, the number one platform that people use is Facebook. Um, you know, younger audiences are on Snapchat or TikTok um, and Facebook owns Instagram, which a lot of general users don't actually understand how that works either. So by, by engaging with a Facebook platform, you're getting Facebook and Instagram. You want to definitely treat them differently. Um, but Instagram has a huge influence on people's shopping. And it's a, it's a little bit different than Facebook, right? Because it, it kind of shows up in your feed with a video. Um, it's just a, it's a different experience than the Facebook advertising. So for us, we're putting a lot of efforts into video on its own um, and the video format plays really really well in Facebook and Instagram and then really doubling down on on YouTube this this year for us is a big big push for us is to get as many of our franchisees and franchisors um, engaging and buying media inside of YouTube um, and other video channels there's just a quick stat uh, so this year 2022, 82% of all online content consumed, so all online content, it will be video content. Um, and if you think about your own consumption, that's probably true. There's a, there's a lot of videos that you're consuming on a daily basis, whether that's news or how-tos. And YouTube offers a great channel for us to reach that audience, especially if we know the kind of video content they're consuming or, or what they search to get to that content. It can be very, very cost effective and is still underutilized. So uh, if you are listening to this and you don't, if you're not investing in YouTube, um, I would rearrange your Q3 budget and Q4 budget to put a decent line item in there um, and see what happens to your kind of your general awareness as well as your direct response. Mm -hmm. Great point. Um, the other stat I wanted to call out that you actually brought to our attention uh, from Media Post, I think, supports this, right? The, the note that um, with some recent data that has come out from insider intelligence and, and analysts and forecasters there that uh, TV, linear TV ad spend is expected to fall below 20% of total budget for the first time in history. So dollars are moving into things like YouTube, but I guess the question is, is it being done efficiently for franchisors and franchisees? I think right now we would say it could be done a lot better. Is that fair? Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because our good friend Gary V just recently 
mm-hmm. came out, um, I think, on the heels of this information and basically said, look, people are still buying TV on impressions and GRPs, but nobody's seeing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really kind of saying that the efficacy of, a, of your TV buy is rapidly declining, which, which makes sense. If you, you know, personally, I cut the cord recently. I have YouTube TV and Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and all the things. It's kind of funny, right? You have eight different things. It's like, well, why couldn't they just be all in one place and you call it cable? <laughs> I have too um, many subscriptions. Too right? Many. It's so many subscriptions. I have Slim TV too. It's insane. But you it's add insane. all those up and it's still half of what I was paying to direct TV six months yep. ago. Yep. Um, so we're seeing that, right? They follow the eyeballs and digital, you can actually measure it. Um, mm-hmm. Now with anything, there's some skepticism with the numbers you're actually getting reported on. But I'd rather have the digital numbers than the linear numbers at this point. Um, and it's definitely a trend that's going to continue. I, you know, I, I, I really feel that sometime this year or next year, the, the traditional linear providers, the cable providers are going to have to do something drastic because the amount of people that are still willing to spend $200 a month for cable versus $80 a month for six different streaming services just because they can get Judge Judy, I don't think it's going to be really high up there. That's my, in my opinion. <laughs> what about your, your Bravo shows? Are you still getting those through your Oh, yeah. Got, them. <laughs> yeah. got all the Bravo. Got, you know, and it's, and it's, and it's unlimited storage and it's smart, right? So right. I went in and at least like a year when I got it, and I was like, anything from the University of Maryland I want, any sport. Mm-hmm. And there's a little Maryland channel. I go in there. It's like, there was a little cross game yesterday. There was a women's volleyball game three weeks ago. There was this. And I was like, wow. So it's, yeah. I don't even have to try. Yep. Well, and YouTube, I think where I think there's a tremendous amount of upside and you would agree with this is the obvious of, you know, regardless of budget, whether you're a franchisor or at the individual franchisee level, the ability to tap into the broader Google ads network from a remarketing perspective to make those dollars go further, especially as everything is kind of costing more in this current economic environment. Uh, if, you're, if you're not doing remarketing, one, that's a massive miss, but two, right. you know, combining video with display, with search, brand, non-brand, all of oh, those yeah. things. It has just, to be part of the mix. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not about, budget. it's really not about the, what screen it's being watched on, but the fact that you're just, you're, you're doing it and you're, you're covering where those eyeballs are. Yep. It's really, it's really a, a video strategy versus a linear strategy or a connected TV or a streaming or a YouTube. It's, you know, create, have the creative, make sure it's right for that environment and go out and find your audience. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. Yep. So to kind of wrap on that point too, I think the other big news I wanted to touch on that, that dropped last week, um, Google announcing obviously the shift to GA4. Um, and moving away from universal analytics without going too far into the weeds. Um, I think it just continues to bring into focus more and more um, the need for advertisers, marketers, franchisors uh, to really make sure that uh, the data they're looking at is quality, that they're starting to really plan if they haven't begun so already for kind of this shift that's coming next year around moving away from third-party cookies you know, we've had a lot of conversations around this. Our, our colleague Vera and co-host gave a fantastic presentation at the IFA convention on this. In a, in a short sense, because you touched on this regarding CDP, um, where is your gut broadly across franchising? Do you feel there's enough attention on this topic across all franchisors, or is it still kind of 
a lack of understanding. It, it just doesn't, to me, feel like there's enough attention being paid to how this is going to shift dramatically in the next 12 to 24 months. What's your take? Whew. Um, I think, I think it's probably still, I think the bigger, larger franchises or the holding companies that have some, some kind of buying power, like uh, let's say inspire brands is probably already has a CDP in place. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's still, it's still a very broad field, meaning there's a lot of, there's a lot of players still in the space. Um, so we're, we're, you know, we have a few that we vetted out that we're recommending to our clients that we feel they have the staying power and they're price effective and they'll, they'll check a lot of the boxes. So, so we're kind of wading into that uh, as more of a, a referral or, or having establishing these partnerships. Um, do I think you should? Yes. Do you have to maybe be a certain size and a certain revenue, a certain complexity to do it for it to make sense right now? That also a yes. For CDP specifically. Yeah. For CDPs. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it, it continues to evolve. Um, but, you know, to the point of GA4, I think the biggest takeaway, obviously, is making sure you have the look back data, right? And the historical data yes, and are making right. that transition properly as well. Um, one would assume that is happening across the board at every brand level, but um, you never know. Um, well, I guess it looks like we're kind of running up against time. We're wrapping Q1. We're starting Q2. Quick prediction. When we're sitting here July 1st at the end of Q2, um, specific, broad, Give me a Q2 prediction. Oh man, Q2 prediction. Um, Q2 <laughs> prediction. The Orioles will be number one in the, in the AL East. <laughs> I figured you might default to baseball or something along those lines. Um, all right, well, we'll hold off on the prediction. Maybe we'll save that for down the line. We're hopefully going to have some good guests to talk in detail about some of the broader media changes, especially as it you know, continues to be the case that digital media is taking a larger percent of the budget, which always brings back the question, are those dollars being spent effectively and where can they be spent effectively, whether it's at the brand level or at that local kind of unit by unit level. So looking forward to some more guests coming in the, in the next few weeks, having Vera back on, especially as we talk about data and privacy centric marketing and customer targeting and all that good stuff. So good to be back on Shop Talk. Mr. Porter, we'll uh, we'll do it again here soon. Thanks to everyone else. Ring has here. sprung. It's the, the future sprung. is right for franchising. Get your YouTube budgets in order. <laughs> Get your YouTube budgets in order. All right. Thanks, Josh. We'll, Appreciate uh, it. Yeah, you bet. We'll see everybody next time. See you, boss. Bye.